Hey guys, it's time again for Funky Durian. And I'm your host, Pan Express. And I'm Jolly V. And yeah, it's been a while since we've recorded. I know, I'm sorry. I was actually on a business trip for like two, over two and a half weeks in LA, visiting my parents, and then going Selling a lot more orange chicken. A lot of orange chicken and a lot of dim sum. So I'm glad to be back here. And, uh, you know, and I and I finally saw Star Trek, like we talked last, oh, yeah. last, ep- last, ep- last episode. Yeah, that was Star a Trek. big thing we were talking I about. I finally saw it, and I, I know you're probably going to bitch at me, but what? I didn't like it. I no? thought it, I, I thought it was too formulaic. It was the same story over and over again. I, I just, I didn't think there was anything original. And, you know, and honestly, you know, I, I just didn't think it was even that, you know, I wasn't entertained at all. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I think it was a good, you know, sci-fi based action movie. Like, I, you know, I think it's just part of a genre that you say repetitive and formulaic, but, you know, I think that's sort of how it goes. I mean, even yeah, though, but... it, even though it has the name Star Trek, it's still going to be. But what was beyond then? What was beyond? It's like, okay, so the end, the, 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 the story, the plot comes at the end, like, oh my God, we found out this used to be, uh, uh, he used to be part of our civilization and he was left behind and he's revenge. Is that a he spoiler? Wants, he wants, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if you haven't watched the spoiler, so too late. <laughs> but then, you know. Uh, and then he comes and he wants to put a revenge. And I'm like, I've heard this story many times. I mean, it's got to be, give, give me something more original, I thought. That's all. Well, so do you blame, so, of course, this is uh, the Star Trek that was directed by Justin Lin um, and was co-written um, both Simon Pegg, who plays Scotty in the film. And he's, of course, a writer of a lot of films that I really love, um, like Shaun of the Dead and... Right. Um, and hot fuzz and the end of the world but it was also co-written by doug jung right also um asian american screenwriter so do you blame i think it's definitely the writing i mean but the the writing but also you have to deal with the director can also work with the writers to see how to make something better but i think it always starts with the writing and if the writing it is what it is, the director directs what it is. You know, there's nothing he has. I don't think he has that many options to just alter whatever he wants. Mm. You know, so I would say it's writing. And 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 the direction, I thought it was fine. But like I've seen, like I saw, you know, Independence Day, you know, Resurrection, and it just reminded me of the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't even bother watching that. <laughs> frankly, see, I love that film, and so that when you see all these alien invasion films, you've seen all this CGI, you know. And I'm like, okay, there wasn't anything that original. I mean, really. I, I, I guess I just would imagine. Yeah, I mean, you have a film that needs to have a villain in order for it to be a marketable thing for a feature film. Like, like I said, if even though it had the name Star Trek on it, it's still it's still an action film. It's going to go on the same tropes as any other. Right, and they made a lot of money. This, this, just, this movie made a lot sure. of money, right? Sure. And it was funded by Alibaba, huh? <laughs> China! Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like any big budget film and. Hollywood now has to come with Chinese funding. Yeah, but I think just because it's a big film, don't use the same formulaic thing, I think, over and over again. I just wish they would do something more original, that's all. Sure. But, you know, the whole point of it that was we were bringing up was the whole Sulu part, right? Well, that that and, you know, Justin Lin, like, taking the helm. But, yeah, I mean, of course, we talked a bit about the controversy around... Um, you know, everybody, everybody's favorite daddy, George Takei, um, have taking taking offense to the idea of um, the character that he's so famous for, um, um, Sulu, and um, Hikaru Sulu, and so you know, and and maybe this has something to do with the Chinese funding. You know, a lot of the controversy was about you know making the Sulu character gay and sort of right. like retroactively making the character gay and you know the controversy was that even though the writers and and um everyone involved seemed to be really pleased about you know making making a stand and making the character gay um after all this time 
um, George Takei was definitely against it and said, well, you know, thanks, but actually this isn't this isn't actually true to the original vision of the creator Gene Roddenberry and I, you know I'm glad you were thinking of me but this is not you know if 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 you're asking me this is not the way I would want to want to be honored in in this way it's just you know why not create a new character to to show your um interest in diversity um, and so, you know, I think a lot of people kind of called him out and said, you know, well, you don't own Sulu, you don't own Star Trek, like you don't, like, you know, how dare you not take, celebrate this opportunity to show this. And then when you watch the film, I'm sorry, you know, it's like, they talk about progress and they talk about, you know, what is this, the 24th century that they're portraying? I don't even know. <laughs> and, you know, the whole gay context of it is... Oh, they go into they they go onto shore leave, and he meets his I guess husband, and their daughter. And what do they do after seeing each other for like three years in a ship? Oh, let's hug. Oh, pat let's, in the back. Let's hi, pat, pat, hi, hi. I haven't seen you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I when I go and visit when I go and visit my brother. And we meet at the airport. We might as well be doing the same thing. Thank you. Oh, hey, here's a hug. Like, nice to see you, brother. I mean, I mean, you, as you, as... I mean when, you, when you meet your brother, you give him even a bigger hug, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this one was like a pat in the back. Hey. Right. How are you? Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, what? This, so this is like, this is what a homecoming of your, you know, this, you know, this this vaunted now gay relationship is supposed to, you know, which we, I know uh, we talked about in the so if you want to listen to our podcast about Star Trek, listen to our uh, last one, the third episode where we talked, you know, in details about this whole controversy and we were like we're all happy that it was going to be gay no matter what, right? But then after we see the film, it's like it, that's, really, it? <laughs> that's it. I mean seriously, and I'm and, like, and like I said, I you know, with the uh, the, again with like the with the Chinese production money I, I have to wonder if that was pe- backpedaled a bit so that it didn't look too gay it didn't look like it 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 definitely if you didn't hear all of the buzz and you didn't know who George Takei was in the first place right you could have easily interpreted that as like oh my welcome home brother welcome right. home oh I, I want to see my niece and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what happens when I see my brother, right? You know, oh, thanks for bringing along. And you two are not, well, he's not gay, so there yeah, you go. No, sure, not gay. So it, and... it gave no context whatsoever. No, and I thought, it, I thought, it, I thought it was the whole controversy beforehand was much ado about nothing, right? And then the only and so it's person like we ask... interpret, oh, look, he's he's in a relationship with another Asian man, and it's like, oh, I wonder if to other viewers who aren't in who aren't introduced to like all this controversy or this. This backstory are just saying, oh, look, two Asian people, they must be related. That's right. And yes. so, uh, total cop out. Frankly. I agree. I, I, we would have to ask Justin directly what happened. Were you, were, were you not allowed to show a kiss? I, yeah, I wonder if on the cutting room floor there's this like hot and heavy scene. Where oh, like, like, oh, yeah. kiss it, ah, but then he cut it. I don't, I don't think it would be that so. scene, but at least something It more... is still Star Trek, and it's still like they know their audience, even the American audience, is still going to be a lot of younger younger. Straight man. Oh, of course, but but you know the the, the 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 actor who played his partner is the writer for the film. Yeah, and so he's not an actor. Fine, and they just placed him him to be in that role. So maybe he's bad acting, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's not that hard to hug someone, right? It's, it's, like, it's not, not that, that hard. hard to just give someone a little peck on or something. No kidding, it was just uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I just think of you know the classic thinking of you know oh you know my baby's ship has come in i'm gonna go meet him and i'm gonna tear that up tonight i need some right now exactly and it's like oh hey it's like it was like it was like that you know melrose place like circa 1997 or whatever when it was like oh there's gonna be a gay relationship on the show and it's like what happens oh they hug so justin and you know the writers Thank you for uh, adding the gay, but no thanks. <laughs> thanks. If you're gonna do it, you do it better. It, girl. <laughs> you 
we tried it, but it was a really bad attempt at really not much, showing not much for us who wanted to see something more. It was disappointing. And next time, try harder. Thank you. Yeah. Next next time we need to see like a bedroom scene or something. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to see John Cho naked. Yes. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. I don't know. That's maybe going a little too far. Or something, something where they're kissing you or, you know, they're heavy handed somewhere. You know, I don't care if it's in the bathroom, in the bedroom, or in the kitchen. I don't care. Something, right? Girl, you, you need to get out more, girl. <laughs> I do. It's been a long time, girl. It's been a while. Oh, shit. Okay, moving on. Next one. <laughs> Alright, so here we are back with Asian spotting and there's no better <laughs> there's no better place to do Asian spotting than the freaking Olympic Games. In Rio In Rio, because you're a Brazilian panda. From I know. my country, original country, yes. But I'm from Sao Paulo, not Rio. Sao Paulo. But... But it looks beautiful. I mean, the, the scenery. It's... Yeah, except for what you know is <laughs> swimming in the water, all the bacteria that's coming from the sewage. I know. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. I yeah. mean, I feel sorry for those trying to try not to like open their mouth while they're rowing. I mean, it's sailing. <laughs> I mean, it's always messed up the, what the Olympics do to and for the host city and the country, like as far as all the problems. But in Rio, it's also. With all the pollution, it's kind of terrible. I but, know, and there's plenty of Asians to see, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, if you want to see Asians on TV at every four years or every two years, if you count winter, but you know, let's face it, you're not going to see as many Asians That's in the right. Winter Olympics. Um, it's the Summer Olympics, and you know, I, you know, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, okay, this is extending our reach, you know, with our. Asian Asians and Pacific Islanders brothers and sisters, but holy like Mr. Tonga, Mr. <laughs> Flag waving. I mean, this is like jaw dropping for all like like women across America. Like if you if you watched any of like the morning news shows or anything that was talking about the opening ceremonies, all eyes were on Tonga. I mean, you couldn't miss him with his baby oil slicked up just like everything glistening it's like whoo okay but i i I mean he was hot but girl super hot did you see pictures of him like just you know oh i'm also just a spear fisherman oh he is oh he's just like fisherman well you know he lives on an island (laughs) but you know i mean he's Hot. hot. hot i mean take the oil off he's actually hotter but, you know, I thought that he was, like, being prepped for a porn scene. I mean, literally. <laughs> I mean, he was so greased Pre-lubed. Out. Pre-lubed. I mean, that's how it looked like. I mean, who comes out? I mean, the sun, there was no sun shining. I mean, it was the gayest. I mean, as far as I know, he himself is not gay. But, I mean, I mean, talk about, like, gay moments. I mean, I was just like, damn. That was damn. just, like, straight up off of, like. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hot, hot, hot. So I mean, that was, I mean, just from just from the jump. I mean, that (laughs) that just told you how much hotness was gonna be. Well, thank God it was Tonga because it it was tea, right? So he brought some excitement. (laughs) This is like I know. Yeah. I was. (laughs) I was sitting in a. I was sitting in a bar. Like we were just, you know, oh, Olympics are on. We're just. All the flags are going by, and there's like, what? what? <laughs> Everybody's <stopped>. everyone, everyone's <laughs> in that bar, and it was not a gay bar. It was, it was actually a tourist spot. Really? You know? Yeah, and um, I swear, everyone just stopped and just like, what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, and it's like, holy shit! I, so many like panties he, dropped. I think sometimes I think he, someone had mentioned to me, pay attention to the Tonga person, whatever the the flag bearer. Um, and I'm like, did he make an announcement that he was going to do something like that? No, I think it's just uh, uh, just out there on the floor. Wow. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes nations will have. You know, and he was in he was in, if you will, you know, national costume. I mean, he was wearing he was wearing long, uh, a grass skirt, I believe. Right, but he like, was. Yes. Yeah, and so you know, I guess, 
I, I don't know if there's a tradition of oiling up in Tonga, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I know why. Someone had texted me saying, watch out for Tonga, because they, they was pre-recorded, right? So they had seen the earlier version oh, yeah, of it. Yeah. That's all, from Brazil. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. so we're, we're waiting. We're, I was actually waiting for Tonga. Mm-hmm. And when he came out, I'm like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. But of course, I mean, one thing for me especially was, you know, kind of the return of my favorite from, from the London Olympics. And that's, you know... Um, the co-captain of the U.S. swim team, Nathan Adrian, who's just oh my god, I he's he's Hot. so dreamy. I mean, I I just my thing is like, it's one thing seeing him in the pool, and you know if you if you had seen he actually he actually posed well posed as a saying he actually swam nude for. Um, for oh, ESPN magazine. Oh, I saw that. Which was a little strange. odd because there was a lot of like kind of those weird tan lines yes, he had on his ass. Yes. Which I don't know, I don't mind. Hot. But <laughs> but that's one thing. But then I just love it when they interview him and he looks like such like the sweetest guy and like Aww. he has like those dimples and that great smile and I'm just like I just wanna hang out. He's like, six seven. I know. He's a which giant. Is, which is ridiculous. I know. But I mean I'm a person of size. If you're gonna like, <laughs> you're gonna handle me. You know, like having those proportions doesn't doesn't hurt. Oh, his arms will go around you. No oh, problem, girl. I mean, his I big just, arms, long arms. <laughs> you know, of course. You know, I, have, I always have to remember that these are folks in the, like their twenties. <laughs> right. and, and he's from Cal. He is from okay. Cal. Go Bears. Go uh, Bears. But um. Yeah, I, it, it, you know, it's just I, you know, he did, he did get the gold along with, along with his teammates for you know two hundred meter. Um, did he freestyle. lose? He, did he, he qualified for his own? Yeah, he took silver. Oh, he took silver. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. I, I missed that one. Yeah, uh-huh. but um, but yeah, always great to see him and as co-captain. Yeah. But, and you were, and of course, like, yeah, we're talking about you know. Uh, of course, he's on the American team, but you know, you were checking out folks well, from China. Everybody on Facebook was posting about this Chinese swimmer from China. Yeah, his name is Ning Zetao, and he's 23, and he's absolutely <laughs> still a baby, but yeah. he's a baby. But you know, he's tall. He has a six pack or eight pack or ten pack or whatever pack <laughs> you want to call it. He's a full package, mm. gorgeous. I so adorable. after adorable, and then after my friends posted on Facebook, I'm like, I had seen them win uh, 2014 in South Korea, I think, for the Asian Games, uh-huh. and he was really hot then. And I'm like, oh my god, and it's become this whole everybody's talking about him on Facebook, and I'm like, yes, he's gorgeous. And actually, I saw his interview in Chinese, and like you know, maybe I'm biased, but you know, the way he talks in Chinese. <laughs> He might be family. Uh. <laughs> or, like I always say, can a girl dream, right? Because well, <laughs> he's fine. Yeah. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. I know. He's done, like, um, was it GQ? Or he, he's done, like, fashion. Oh, yeah. Shows. L Magazine, GQ. and Well, because after the 2014 Asian Games, he got a lot of notoriety for winning. And he was, yeah, interviewed and on a lot of covers. And in China, of course, they have to exploit his beautifulness. And I would, too, if he gave me the opportunity. (laughs) He's gorgeous. So, yeah. And then there's the, you know, it's funny. We were watching uh, the the men's synchronized diving. And, you know, China is always the powerhouse in that, right? They're just so good. But... I mean, in the past, it was always like, wow, so good, so not cute. I know. So not good looking. I know. The but, great bodies, just a face. Like, cut the face, put someone else in there, they look great, right? But this time around. Oh, uh, but this time around, there was really another Chinese diver. And his name is actually similar to the other swimmer. And his name is Cheng Aisen Zetao. So they have the same last name, Zetao. Uh, and he's in diving, and he is... Gorgeous. Super cute. And I, you know, I was just like, oh, let's all hop into the, I know. let's all hop into the hot tub. They're, oh, they're right yes. There. I wish. You know, I we'll know. just do a little warm down there. Yeah. With him, I don't know. But again, 
if a girl can only dream, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you. I mean, you, you, there are other boys that you like. Well, you know, again, at the swimming, I like, you know, the, like surprise the, the, the dark horse who won the gold in the 100 meter butterfly, um, Joseph Schooling yes. uh, from Singapore. I know. I know. Hottie patootie. I mean, he was just like, I mean, really sweet looking, but I mean, I'm sorry. You're just like beating the world and like no one saw <laughs> no one saw that coming i don't think he I mean, put he's them the... into shame I yeah because the three silver winners were on the same podium right and him by himself it yeah just, it was the just this the this the, the the imagery of it i was like wow that's really amazing another another asian uh singaporean guy first time ever for singapore uh, but i think he he's, he he's he was raised in the united states but he was born in singapore uh, I think he goes to school. He went to high school somewhere right here. I, I didn't really read about it, but but so he was. And that's American pretty educated. regular, right? Yeah. You know, it's really regular for folks, especially if they don't make the U.S. national team, they might represent yes. um, another another country. And did you see the picture that him when he was young, he was close to next to Michael Phelps. Ah, I'm not sure if you saw that picture. He was like he was. I think it was eight years ago or or sixteen years ago, whatever. He was like this little ba- little boy. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, I and mean then... that that's the thing that trips me off <laughs> about checking out all these guys. And this is like the weird thing when I was hearing like all these anchor women, like you know, during the even the coverage, like Hoda Kotb and Meredith Vieira, yeah, talking about the the Tongan yes. um, flag bearer. They're like, Mm-mm-mm. and I'm like, these are women in like, I think they're in their fifties and they're talking about these guys <laughs> who are young enough to be their college age sons. I'm like, I know girl. They, were, <laughs> <laughs> they were having like, they were about to come. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So of course, you know, there's, I mean, again, so many, so many Asians. I mean, it's, you know, Pretty much half the world is there that's representing, and I mean, there's so much more to see. Like we're we're right in the middle of it now. We're like another in, week, right? Another week, and so there's probably going to be so much more for us to see. So you know, hopefully, by the closing ceremonies, maybe maybe more people will take the cue from Tonga and put on the oil and dress. Maybe maybe they'll decide. Hey, our national costume is nothing at all. That's right. I like that idea <laughs> very much. So we're back. So um, last night, Panda Express uh, made me do something that I was not planning to do. I forced you, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Forced me, and I, this is that it sounds terrible, but the truth is, I haven't gone to this in two years. I have not gone to the um, here in the Bay Area, um, the Gay Asian Pacific Alliance GAPA uh, runway contest, which is a pageant, and it's a little, it's a pretty unique, it's a pretty unique phenomenon in that you know, there's of course a lot of um, drag pageants, you know. Um, in any major city or a place where there's gay folks anywhere, right? Um, the thing that's unique, I think, and it's the 28th year that they've done this, uh, Gappa Runway is a pageant both, A, for um, drag queens or people presenting as women, um, as well as guys presenting as guys, right? And the other thing about it is that it is it's it's um actually restricted to folks who identify as asian pacific islander so those are the two things that make it really distinct for these kind of pageants in the gay community um having both if you will um like cis cisgendered men and um and drag queens on stage um, competing for the titles of mr and miss gappa um and like I said, I haven't gone the last two years. I mean, it was, uh, I, you know, personally, I, I've gone a lot, so many times over the last nearly three decades that, you know, I kind of, I don't want to say I lost interest, but, you know, it's kind of not, it's just not the same. Well, I that's why I forced you to go with me, bitch. Because, you know, 
I am Miss Gothbud 1995. So (laughs) there's my identity revealed, Panda Express. And, but you know, uh, yes. And yeah, yeah. try to look that up in an almanac. (laughs) I dare you. It's not even. We should have a prize for somebody that can figure out, oh, so that's so and so, huh? Well, you know, I am royalty. I am Miss Gappa, and I'm Gappa's royalty. And I didn't want to go you by sure, myself. You sure weren't last night. We were in, we were kind of in the bum seats, right? Oh yeah, because I just had, because <laughs> you know, I didn't want to ask for tickets. I just wanted to go on my own. But then no one. You else, didn't want someone to go up and say who? I know no one <laughs> wanted to go with me, and then I forced you to go. So yes, you did. that's what happened yesterday. And then we went to see it because I haven't seen it for a while too, because I've been living abroad. And since I'm back. I'm like, why not go? I'm here, and then I have nothing else to do, and I'm like, I might as well support my sisters, right? Right. And um, all I have to say is that it's not as bad as I thought it could have been. <laughs> oh my god, there's high praise right there. Because I actually, I actually thank you for getting me. I, I actually had fun. Um, yes, before even before that, we had ice cream at Max's Opera Cafe, so that was fabulous, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just the ice cream alone yeah. was great. So the the pageant. Historically, uh, is held at the historic Herbst Theater in San Francisco, which is a beautiful venue. Beautiful. Um, but you know, it is it is a grand venue, so sometimes you kind of have these expectations that it's going to be a grand, grand event. And you know, to be fair, I think every time I've gone, I I have had fun. But you know, I you know maybe it had worn out its welcome for me personally after a while. But you know, I think I think there were things that were fun and different. I know. Well, in 1995, when I won, it was actually at a hotel. So that's true. From a hotel uh, ballroom to the Herbs Theater is quite a huge dramatic change right. in, in, in location. Uh, and actually, you know, it, I think that the, from the first half um, of before intermission, I thought it was really, really bad because. The both MCs uh, were reading off of their iPads, and all their jokes didn't land. Uh, I had no idea what was going on, and they were. And before they even introduced the contestants, they went on and on and talked and talked and talked. And I'm like, where are the contestants? When is the show gonna begin? And it was just gone forever. <laughs> and they were reading, and they were they couldn't even read off their freaking iPads. And the truth is, it's really about the contestants, right? Yes, this is, this is what you come for. And- yes. And, you know, in the past, there used to be a fairly big contingent of both of contestants, both for, uh, you know, Mr. Gappa and for Miss Gappa. Right. Well, true. But see, I haven't attended a lot of a lot of the previous ones because I wasn't living here. But when I ran, there were nine Miss Gappa contestants and nine Mr. Gappa yeah, contestants. Yeah, and that's a lot. That was 18. That's why they always ran over at that time yeah, a lot. Yeah, right. But this time, there were only five. Five Mr. and five Miss yeah. Gappa contestants. So I'm not sure if, uh, since they moved to Herbs Theater, they've had that little contestants or they... I know it's hard to recruit contestants, but five is quite a few. I mean, I, I mean last year, someone told me that for Mr. Gappa, there were only three. So they top, they made top three already. <laughs> So right. they, they did not compete. They were already top three, you know. So uh, I guess they didn't have a lot of contestants this year. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's in a lot of ways, you know, it's up to folks in the community to to want to do it in the first place. And it takes a lot. It's, it's, it takes a lot for people to, you know, be a brave enough to go up on stage in front of um, people like their community that they know. And so I think I think everyone that even attempts to do this should be applauded. Oh yeah, and then I was really critical of the first intermission, of the first half because I thought the MSCs were really just trying to read off of what they were writing. Yeah, I mean, but then the second one was much better. They went ad lib. I thought it was funnier, so they sort of relaxed. I know it's, they get nervous, you know, but the second part, I thought they did a much better job. Yeah. I'm seeing. I mean, and, anyone that's oh, seen yeah. like an awards show knows how schlocky, like. Um, pre-written jokes comes off yes. and, and you know nobody needed that so. yeah but you don't even if it's a written it's a joke you don't read it off and then oh that was a joke i'm like what literally, <laughs> literally oh that was happened. a joke well, wish that you got it but you did yeah but the other and i thought the mcs did a better job second but I, the only criticism i have for them is um maybe they don't have the experience of MCing, but 
I thought they shouldn't belittle or put down the contestants as much as they did. Yeah. You know, I think they were talking down on them because these are Mr. These are previous winners, Mr. and Miss Gappa, who were the emceeing. So I think in, in their head, they're like, oh, this contestant is not that great, so I'll make fun of them, or I'm better. And I thought it was about, it was too much about them. Me, 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 me. And as an MC, you don't do that. You focus on the contestant. You elevate them higher. Don't put them down. And I think they had some good moments, but sometimes I thought they went overboard. It's not about you being pretty. So you're, you know? you're of course, comparing because um, for last Gosh, I, I think they even said 15 years. 15 years. Um, the show was emceed by the legendary, legendary Tita Ida. Extraordinary Tita Ida. Yes. Who, you know, at this point is now, I think, kind of a national figure. <laughs> yes. Um, she's, she is, she is a, she is a, you know, Asian transgender pioneer, frankly, and she is one of the best, um, uh, both spokespeople for our community and, you know, kind of coming from her doing it for 15 years and really setting the bar really, really, really high. high. Like, I, I think people, when they come to this show, they really expect, like, her level of wit right. and her timing and yes. just, like, her presence. And and her, you know, at this at this stage with all these contestants who, you know, for the most part, you know, are younger folks themselves, you know, she did... You know, she's always played, even though she would, you know, give them a little sass and, you know, kind of um, tease them a little. She would always come back with, you know, a little bit of that sort of like, um, you know, kind of auntie sort of presence. That, right, that the kind motherly, of motherly figure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yes. You know, no matter no matter who the contestants were. Right. And so, so, you know, it never felt like humor at the expense of the contestants. Right. It was always like... You know, oh, is that what you chose to wear, girl? Exactly. Well, you know, I like, you know, I like sequins too. And that's how it came across, right? Yeah. And I, that's what I thought was weird. I, they're trying to make fun of it. I, I know that's the job of a MMC. I've done that. But I just think they, they had to focus less on them and just more on, on the contestant. Okay. And well, so all, yeah. so the contestants. So. Yeah. And well, that's a different. And that's a different critique now about you know besides MC now is the contestants well yeah right? so let, let's talk about the contestants like what you know one thing that was really striking this year and I and I and in a good way um is that this is the first year that they had um folks who identified as transgender um competing in the Miss Gappa um part of the pageant so people who are um male to female transitioning or transitioned um, were co in competition along with, you know, straight up drag queens. And I, I will say this, that was in the past kind of a controversial thing. There was always, you know, talk about, oh, well, you know, someone should not be able to compete if they've, you know, um, if they identify as a woman, like what are they doing in a drag pageant? Or, or it would be, oh, well, they have an advantage because they actually had you know, things done surgically and they have an advantage in the competition. And so that was always kind of considered taboo. So I think it's a great step now where we are in 2016 and just kind of acknowledging, you know, where we are with the conversation about gender that that this is now a thing. Um, and in fact, um, my favorite contestant of the night was um, an older woman, you know, um, I'm trying not to mention names, the contestants, but, you know, it was a it was definitely an elder in our community who the transgender woman and she was so sweet. And it was everything like you didn't feel like, you know, she wasn't there kind of as a doing drag. She was there, you know, representing herself. She mentioned that she was a. Miss Transgender San Francisco 2002, I think. Oh, she competed. Oh, she competed. Yeah. But um, but she was she was herself, and you know, she, like her her talents, her fantasy section was her playing, frankly, kind of a goofy rendition of like um of the Star Wars theme on a clarinet, <laughs> and it was just so sweet and sincere. It was just like oh, you know, it's like it was like honestly, the quality of it was like middle school, like. Um, symphony <laughs> recital but it was like 
I was just like, oh, you're you're here, girl. Like, uh, okay, I I completely understand your sentiments and how it's like, oh, she was really sweet and everything she said and spoke was great, and and I think it's great, but of at the same time, it's a competition, right? Okay, and Miss 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 Gappa or Mr. Gappa too. The whole competition that Runway has been the most successful successful in building is the contestants are supposed to be really witty. And it's not about, it's not about beauty pageant. It's not a beauty pageant because, you know, I won. <laughs> so it's definitely not <laughs> Clearly <a> <laughs> not beauty. It's definitely not beauty. It never was. But um, it's all about being witty and being funny and being quick on your response. And and unfortunately, uh, she she did place in in, in second or third runner up. Uh, yeah. But there was no wit. So, yes, it's nice. Uh, but her next to the two drag queens who are first and second, the winner and the first, it's really hard to compare, you know. I, I, if you want the sympathy vote or the nice, that's fine. I mean, but, you, this is you saying that. But, you yeah. know, there have been winners in the past who, you know, definitely have won for being the most glamorous versus being the most witty as you're yes, saying. Yes, I agree. And in her case, I, I was like, she won me over just being really endearing. And she sincere. was endearing. I'm not taking that away from her at all. But at the same time, you know, I guess maybe if you, maybe in my head, I'm stuck in my old age and thinking that this, this is how it's supposed to be a, a misgap, but maybe it's my, my own problem. But I just feel like, you know, it should be someone who is witty and funny and a drag queen. You know, mm-hmm. um, and the, so the top two, I thought they were they were, they were fine. I didn't think they were anything special. They You're talking about the the folks the, who won Mr. Yes. and Miss Gappa. The Miss Gappa, Miss Gappa, uh-huh. so the Mr. Gappa. You can talk about him, but the Miss Gappas, I thought they were not that funny. They weren't that witty when they asked when the questions were asked to them. They didn't reply with like sharp answers. Costume was okay. Performance was just okay. So I overall thought, well, you only have really five contestants, so you know these are the top two or top three. But I felt like there could have been more or better talent to win right. Scapa. That's all. Well, here is something that was also, <laughs> so you know, talking about traditions of runway. Why do all the men always go with trying to be sexy and trying to <laughs> when they so clearly like are just like anytime the guys come out trying to be, you know, oh look at me and like check out check out my body and everything. It's like it always just comes off really kind of gross. <laughs> Well, because of that, like, it's supposed to be what fantasy talent competition, right? Right. Are they and so are these they guys like, to be, like strip dancers, right? Dancers? Like, is your fantasy <laughs> to like you know strip at the Cheetah Club, girl? Because like <laughs> that's not a fantasy. Nails. That's that's just you know work. I know. I you know so you know I I wish someone and and, and they are going at it. You know, and I, yeah. sometimes they're not bad, but I'm just like, girl, just because you're like going to a circuit party and doing your moves doesn't mean that the, everybody, like this 700 seat audience wants to see what you do, like, you know, when you're dropping, you know? Well, I guess, you know, Mr. Gappas, everybody wants to see meat, you know, I understand. But at the same time, sometimes... Um, well, then for some is... of them, it should be then show us some meat because some True. of them really should not be. Sometimes, you know, less is better than too much. Right. So, and I think I think two of them were just like, oh, my God, too much. But one was cute. The one who actually won. He had a key. Oh, he actually, yeah. He so actually was. Our, our Mr. Mr. Boy Gapo, next door. Yeah. Um, who is also boy next door. Yes. Um, uh, he had, and again, I'm trying not to identify, like, you can find this out on your own, but, um, he did come out as his fantasy. So this was what was really odd. He comes out with, <laughs> uh, uh, an interesting pair of underwear where it was, you know, <laughs> like business in the front. And then, um, what a stupid one. Like, I, I guess yes. like a spider web in the back. <laughs> yes. It and was. he wanted to make sure that we did see his ass and that's fine. But. Along with that was him with a Rubik's Cube. And I was like, oh, your special talent is doing solving a Rubik's Cube. That's cool. Yes. And I'm like, okay, that's different. And and trust me, and he, and he had his glasses on, not only just for this, but he had his glasses on for whenever he was dancing or whatever and just being sexy. And frankly, I'm 
keep the glasses on, baby. Yeah, I, I love a nerd. But me too. But so, and I was like, okay, that's cute. You saw me in Rubik's cube, and everyone was delighted in that. But I was like, at the same time, and this is this was a problem with I had with the other contestants as well. As he was solving Rubik's Cube, he was talking about how math and science and technology can, you know, solve all the world's problems. And he starts talking about numbers and he's like, so many mass shootings and so so much <laughs> genocide in the world. And while he's while he's flipping the colors on his Rubik's Cube and that like I was like naked. Almost like you know, almost naked. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Genocide. Like, and genocide. Mass shooting. So I was like, if you kept it to like, okay, you're a hot nerd in underwear solving a Rubik's we Cube. Get it. Yes. And we get that you yes. you you know um you know resolved like general theory of relativity relativity and i'm not, of course not a science geek so um i can't speak to that but that was hot talking about trying to relate it to heavy topics is not and that was the case with not just him but also the guy that came out who thought that his his fantasy was trying to sing not just beyonce <laughs> Beyonce acapella, but Beyonce acapella singing her her song "Freedom" from the Lemonade album, which is essentially a a, a an anthem for for social justice, right? Yes, and especially for like Black Lives Matter, and he's coming out with a a t shirt scrawled with like Black Lives Matter, and I was like. This is your fantasy? Like, I, you know, I get I, I get that you're trying to send a message, but, like, I'm not sure you're the messenger I would have picked, and I'm not sure that's the way I would have done it. So what what do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, they were actually joking on stage, which I thought was actually kind of bad, um, talking about it being the final runway. They said it, like, three times, like, the final. And, and it was explained to us later that, oh, that was, like, a Donald Trump, a joke that you know if he won the presidency that it's the final runway for everyone girl not just i know this i, con- I didn't get the joke at all it, yeah again bad scripted jokes but you know obviously it's not going to be the last one um whoever takes up the mantle next year has some work ahead of them what do you think what do you think are things that they should do to improve oh as a as a pad um as a show itself, I don't know. I, I think if, uh, one, I think it's all about contestants is really important mm-hmm. to have really talented and I think recruiting contestants is really important. Of course. Uh, the other thing is, I think... Uh, and hard. Yeah, it's very hard. It's not an easy thing to go up there and and, and try to answer questions. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. I know? mean, we've had friends we know that... Probably shouldn't. <laughs> I know, but they went up there and then they balled, they failed miserably. And some have won. Yes, A lot of our friends of have won, yeah. yes. And they're really funny and they're really good. Um, that's what I would say. I think is recruiting better contestants. Other thing is, I think maybe the format. I'm not sure this whole intergalactic theme, thematic every right. year. There was that, that was this intergalactic. They've done things like... Um, heroes and villains or... Um, what is I that for? You know... It, and you know if if they're not going to there was there were no set there was no set decoration no to show this and you know unfortunately I think that probably constrained a lot of the creativity for the it contestants yes. because here they are being asked to kind of they're being compelled to go along with this theme and yeah we saw a bunch of space helmets thanks right you know like <laughs> great I guess that that's easier than doing a wig but right. it was it was the parade of contestants at the beginning right yeah and they come out with their intergalactic outfit and then they a go, lot of helmets a lot of helmets and then they go back and change into their fantasy wear right so it was sort of glanced over what's the point of even having a theme when when you don't even see the costumes or they don't even I don't know. They don't do anything and with the costumes. Some of them are just bad interpretations besides oh, yeah right? they're really bad so you know if it if if you're not going to support the theme, don't do the theme. Yes. Um, I, you know, I definitely, I think something you mentioned was how it was a little awkward at the end that, you know, the thing for the finalists to answer, you know, we've seen this all on, you know, Miss Universe or Miss USA 
um, the final question. Yes. Um, it was a little awkward that each one of them had a completely different question to answer that was written. Oh, yes. That was written by like a. Yeah, the questions for Miss Gappa were written by the Mr. Gappa contestants and vice versa. And some of them were super complicated. Yes. And like define like define masculinity well and then there was that right what (laughs) that's one question they asked right right what (laughs) or you know the the one that was just a trip was like oh let's if you had to create society anew without laws or i know what would you do it's like uh you know and and of course most of all of that was just like Literally having to translate that question for the contestant. It was a really long translation process. And so, and then to have the to have the answer, which I thought was actually perfect, it's like um, everyone, like make sure that everyone is equal. <laughs> which I thought was just like, you're gonna put this really stupid, obvious but complicated question out there. You're gonna get a stupid, simple yeah, it, answer again. You're right, you're right. So you get so you have all these different. Questions world peace girl world right. peace <laughs> and i think i think and I, I thought maybe it'd be better that the question is the same for all three contestants right and, and then you said that that previously they had done that before so i don't know if they had done it or not but i do prefer that they do have a one question because then i think it's fair to judge by all the answers how they answer because if you get you know define masculinity for me and then the other question is um if we're in a different world, you know, different society, like, what would you like? It's just so different. I mean, it's just so random. It's hard to compare those answers, right? Yeah. And I, it, to me, it's it's sort of asking people to, you know, it, it's <laughs> obviously these girls have a difficult time enough to answer any question at all. At the very least, have them all on the same block and... You know, if they're going to if they're going to fail, at least we know they're failing based off of something that everyone else is being asked. Because yeah, you're so nervous on stage, or whatever, and, you, and you're listening to the question, and then you, if you're, if English is not your second, your first language, you're like even more nervous. You don't even understand the question, and then, and then you get a really, really long question, and you're like, "What the fudge?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, I think it has to be. Yeah, I think. Uh, so, I think if they, if they had done that in the past, I think it should bring that back. I think that's a more fair comparison to do. And I think another thing I think would be really great is actually to involve previous uh winners contestant uh mr and miss gappas the royalty family absolutely to come back and mentor uh the contestants that are competing in the competition well, that was a right? tradition before to acknowledge the past oh girl they royal never acknowledged house, us right they, they and, didn't care about us and so i mean yeah it seems to me that in terms of recruiting and even just making better contestants um, why not get some of the veteran girls involved and, you know, mentor and actually, you know, there's a lot of drag queens out there that now have begotten daughters. Oh, my gosh. They yes. need to shove their toddler and tiara daughters out on that stage there are... and make them give them go-go juice and make them perform. There are 28 Miss Gappas right now and Mr. Gappas mm-hmm. for the past 28 years. I'm pretty sure if next year they have five or ten contestants, ten of us would volunteer to be a mentor to one of them. Mm-hmm. I would say yes, and I'm pretty sure all my Miss Gappas out there and Mr. Gappas would also say yes, because that way it involves us in helping mold them and give them a better chance of winning. We're back, and this is one of my favorite segments where we we bitch about things that we find it stinky or sweet, right? right. So it's called the stinky or sweet durian of the week or whatever. Because just like durian, either you love it or you hate it. Hate it, yes. <laughs> you love it, I hate it. But I love the name, though. I love funky durian. That's right. <laughs> so my stinky durian, or our stinky durian of, the, of, of this podcast is... None other than freaking Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> he is such a moron. He's an idiot. I mean, a while back there was a part where he he made a comment about uh, um, 
uh, how, oh, we don't need to have uh, uh, directors or writers who are uh, black. As long as we cast them, it's okay. Remember there was a comment right. a long time ago? And I'm like, what did you say? You found out this black writer or director, I think he was? And he, she was like, what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> so now he is starring in Well, a, and then besides that, yeah. he, he was encouraging um, gay actors not to come out. Oh, because, really? Yeah. When oh, did yeah. that happen? Oh, that was not, not too long ago. But I mean, it was just another way. It's like, it's, you know, this is the thing. Matt Damon is, you know, everyone knows. He's pretty famously progressive and, and a liberal. But it just seems like he doesn't quite get, like, what, you know, even though he has that in his heart, he just doesn't really seem to understand what that really means for people that he's talking about <laughs> clearly <right>? not <laughs> and so it's like so you know it, it's like you know for him it's like oh you know if you're if you're a gay actor it's better if you just stay in the closet because is that what a, he's doing it's about the work <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean i'll be honest i i've always thought matt damon's hot i, I still think he's like you know i didn't watch the born the new born movie but i mean he's looking pretty pretty fit you know, I'm boycotting him right now. So uh, sure, I'm not watching the new Born whatever f- movie there he's in. But the, yeah, Born, Return of Born. I don't know. Supremacy. That was last time. I don't know which Who one knows? Born is. Jason Born. It's just called Jason Born. Oh, it is. Yeah. How original. I know. Right? <laughs> it should have oh, been Matt Jason Born or right. Matt Born. <laughs> so you know, I, God bless him. But so, what is he doing now? He's made another really fairly stupid decision to star in the great wall that's right as the savior of china (laughs) right which again is just like you know in a long tradition of hollywood um when they want to do a film that is you know that's you know i guess asian centric or you know talks about you know, Asia in like kind of an epic way, you know, it's, it always seems like it has to be based in the experience of a white person. Saving us. Right. Yes. Just like, like, uh, uh, the samurai, right? The last samurai. The last samurai where it was Tom Cruise is the same kind of thing, right? Right. Which itself was, you know, kind of like, you know, dances with wolves. That's right. And, you know, uh, and you know, the, another movie that comes to mind that i don't know if it's even out yet free state of jones matthew mcconaughey oh that's right saving you know it's like he's he's one of he's one of the good southern people that's right you know keeping keeping blacks out of slavery right good job yeah so when i saw the whole posting with constance Wu bitching at this whole uh white savior right from hollywood come on people we don't need fucking a white man to to save us at movies you know i I, and it's funny because i i didn't even know about this until she said something right Right. um and thank thank goodness for constance who for a bit when i first heard about it i thought oh no is she like overstepping is it just that um you know is this just like oh well you know it's benign whatever i mean this is what's what's crazy to me is that this is a Chinese financed film by a Chinese director. And, you know, it's almost working in reverse now that, you know, that in order for this to have, you know, I guess, American and international appeal, we better cast, you know, one of the A-list actors that we have on the slate. Here we go. Matt Damon. Well, this is clearly for the Chinese market. I mean, it's it's it's. It's like they if they didn't have Matt Damon, they wouldn't be able to get the crowd to go to the theater to watch it in China. That's what their mentality is now. That we need a white actor with a big name to star in a big Chinese movie or whatever to get attraction, right? I'm like, seriously? Did you did you go to the movies much when you were living in China? I did, yes. And it, was your experience that um, American movies are, are uh, things that had american actors did better than no not not per se i mean like the big blockbusters of course it always will right right but there there are also there are a lot of chinese films that do very very well i mean the, the biggest blockbuster in chinese history was actually a chinese film okay i forgot the name of it but um but it helps uh 
movie tickets. Because the thing now is that in China, they limit the amount of movies that can enter the, the Chinese market. Okay. I think to 10 a year. Okay. Something like that. Uh, so maybe because this is a Chinese production, it's not, maybe it's not part of that, maybe it's not part of that, those that restriction. Can. Okay. Right. So then maybe they, they, because it's a Chinese production or co-production or whatever, I don't have no idea that, you know, but I think they, they like the Matt Damon sort of big star names, like you said, the sure. Hollywood. So maybe it's not really produced for us Americans, you know, I think it's mostly produced for China, but seriously, What's a white guy doing in the fucking middle of the Great Wall? I just don't... Where, where did he come from? I mean, and I'll, you know, I'm probably inclined not to watch it anyways, but, you know, in an interesting way, the only way that this even blipped on our radar is because of this. And again, Constance Wu. It was Constance Wu who mentioned it. That's, that's, that's the only way I found out about it, yes. So, I mean, I, I guess my hope is that, you know, with this, it's not generating even more publicity. You know, if, if you come from the school of thought that, you know, any publicity is good publicity, that, you know, it's going to help the box office rake in for this film. But Well, it's, it's supposed to be slated for next year. Okay. Okay. So, so, it, so, for, for, so for the American uh, market, you could assume that for any film that comes out after December is a piece of crap. Right, because right. they're not because running it's not for the prestige deal. film. Right, but what they're doing is, and what they're smart at is, they're launching in January, February, and that coincides with Chinese New Year. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my assumption is they're probably launching during Chinese New Year, but but maybe it's not a good thing because most people go home uh, for the holidays. Maybe that and there's a huge blockbusters all come out during Chinese New Year so that people can go to the theater and watch, right? Uh -huh. So that's what I'm, th I'm thinking. See, it's not even catering to us here. It's catering to the Chinese market already. They're, forget about us Americans. It's, it's, it's Chinese markets. They're, 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 that's the potential. But it now, is working right? in reverse now where that's it's right. like, you know, hey, so clearly for the Chinese market, but if it has, you know, big American stars, maybe, maybe it'll, you know, maybe that those box office numbers where... You know, all the big blockbusters now actually really depend on the Chinese market to actually get them over the top and, you know, show off the the big weekend numbers, right? Yeah, can but, you imagine having John Cho starring as the Great Warrior in the Great <laughs> Wall? It's like, actually, first no, of all, but... <laughs> uh, first of all, he's Korean. Right. <laughs> he's not Chinese. Right. And there are really no famous Chinese-American blockbuster stars in the United States to begin with. Well, there was at some time i mean you could you could say that jet lee was like maybe oh no but they're in the movie time. jackie chan is in the movie oh is he jackie think, chan and jet lee i don't know sure but i'm pretty sure they are <laughs> no i think jackie chan is oh is he or some hong kong movie stars are in it so they already got that market okay, okay. <laughs> but i think that yeah, i just think it's kind of like oh i don't think we'll be watching it you know since it won't be even like War, Oscar worthy to watch so why bother <laughs> I suppose that if this came out at another time maybe it wouldn't like seem quite as just as uh, atrocious but it's just the, the fact that like Hollywood has been generating this really poor record and a really visible poor record of late of doing this you know whitewashing of you know roles that you know very well could have and should have gone to um deserving you know asian actors and yeah i you know again i maybe it'll be a good film who knows but i think it, it it's really poor it, it's just it's in product it, it either i don't know if it's wrapped production already or what but just the fact that it's coming out at a time where we really this is a very hot topic in Hollywood, not just amongst Asian Americans, but, you know, obviously this is something that, you know, people are talking about why, you know, again, why, why are the Emma Stones being cast as Asians? Why is Scarlett Johansson cast as someone Japanese? Like, doesn't yeah, and now sense. you get the international influence of money, right? And, and in a way, almost like credibility saying right. like, Oh well, if it's good enough, if it's good enough for Asia to do this, then it must be fine enough for Asian America. I guess what what we should do is do what Chinese and most of us do in the United States or in Asia. 
let's just watch a pirated version. And not waste any money it's on like, it. It's like, you know, let's go down to Canal Street, find that DVD. That's right, because, you know, they pirate all our films. But of course, it's going to be someone's shaky camera, like... Hearing someone munching on their popcorn. That's right. So next year when we when we podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll bring we'll this do our there. review and we'll, we'll do our review know, through a pirated website we watched. Right. And we'll talk about every, all the sounds we heard. You know. That's right. <laughs> now, now let's go back to let's go to our sweet during of 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 today. That's right, and that involves like a movie that we were very happy to watch. Oh my god! Literally, <laughs> literally today. Okay, we were as we as we were recording this, we were watching the Olympics, of course, right. right? And guess who shows up? And he was already in our list. Yes, the Brazilian gymnast called Arthur Rory Nori Mariano. Mariano. Yeah. Oh my God! He's like been a. Uh, sensation on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere Instagram, probably, yeah, right? Yeah. Because he's the hottest. So hot. Like, hot. so amazingly hot. I mean, I mean, the, the, the Brazilian gymnastics team in general, like, it got put on shout, like, through BuzzFeed. And it, and it is true. That is, like, the hottest thing at the Olympics. Amazing. If they were taller, they could be all models. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like models like, in my way. You know, I like, yes. them. I like them short. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> Oh, we got that girl. Yes, we do. And so, so this guy, our, our Arthur, is he just won the bronze in his uh, floor exercise, right? For the, yeah, the, for the, the Brazilian floor. to go Brazil. Oh my gosh, yes. which is a big deal for the for Brazil, right? That's for, right. To have a medal in gymnastics at all in silver and silver gold, and, silver and bronze. Right? So I'm sorry, silver and bronze. Yes. So it's exciting because he's. I mean, I'm all happy that he won, but just look, just to look at him. Is, yeah. Makes me just makes me want to shout. Like, huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, I maybe not known to folks, but like, Brazil is a land full of hapa goodness, right? He is. I think he's a quarter or half Japanese. Yeah, but just so. generally, like, you go to Brazil and, whew, you Ooh. know, you have you have hapa men, and oh. I mean, my favorite athletes. During the Olympics, always a gymnast, and so uh, I like to see his. I know you have this gymnast kind of. You like gymnasts, uh, don't you? I, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I guess you know, but you have this special place in your they, heart. You know, they're like, they like short and thick, and I love it. They're really thick. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about thick. So, so, um, it, you know, he's a bronze medal winner um, for the floor exercise, but he's a gold medal medal winner on the internet because what did we stumble across? Okay, let, let's preface this really quickly, okay? So when you walked in today, you're like, oh, did you see him on Facebook? And I'm like, of course I saw Facebook. I even, I even shared the, the, the thing about him, you know, being, you know, talking about uh, Simone Biles as his girlfriend. He's like, Simone Biles, the gold medal. From the U.S., around, yeah. yeah. And I'm like... Girl, that's not the that's not the video. That, that and, is and not like, the tea, girl. And I'm like, what video are you talking about, bitch? And what video is it? Um, it's on a you know, it's like a minor little website called Pornhub. <laughs> and um, if you look up his name, if you look up- Arthur. Uh, okay, so so in 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 the Pornhub, he does not use his last name Mariano, so he used Arthur. Nori, N O R Y. That's right. it. Search Obviously, we're name. not going to give you the URL, but yes. I'm sure if you do a search and sweet lord, sweet lord. I mean, every you know, you you watch these guys in, doing the gymnastics, and you know, you just kind of like, man, they 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 have beautiful bodies, and this is with them wearing their you know their their performance tight, outfits and tight outfits. and. And you know their arms are just ripped, and their their legs are just looking juicy. And they do those floor exercises, and they're like just they're like throwing it out out there. Oh see, no! You can see the packages, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah, and just you know they're doing some moves that are like that would be mm. kind of interesting to see in person. You know, mm, which moves? Some personal, I, <laughs> you know, just you know, kind of these you know splits in the air. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. so so. There is nothing you need to imagine anymore. Because, you know, when you see what your fantasy, like, sex partner is like, and and he's one of the athletes competing right now in the 
freaking Olympics. And you fantasize about these men who you like. I don't care. You may like not. You may or may not like him, but we both love him. And now you can see him masturbating live. <laughs> and for <it> free. <laughs> and it is freaking hot, you guys. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's like your fantasies have come true. You know how big he is now. Because I'm the size queen, right? You're the size queen. <laughs> and girl. Clearly I'm not. Because I like these short guys. But girl, um, he's got a package. Yes. And he's adorable. And he's naked. And he's masturbating to, I guess he's, I guess he's masturbating to this other woman. <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> will bad. say this. I will say this. I mean, as, as, oh, it's hot. But as much as this is really hot, I mean, this, I, I, I hate to think of this as like an invasion of his privacy. And, you know, of course, like, I hope that if he's aware that this is like kind of like wink, wink, like I know this is out there and all the hotter for it. But, you know, I hope that it wasn't uh, recorded without, you know, his knowledge and it wasn't put out there with it to, you know, embarrass him or anything, because if that was done to, you know, another woman, you know, obviously the yes. problems are there, but... Holy cow! I, you know, I could never, I, I couldn't wish for to, you know, see anything more amazing. Here's your present. Oh my god! <laughs> I, you know, this is the best Olympics ever. I. <laughs> and, and that's saying a lot about you, girl. Okay, because I'm an Olympics freak. You are, and uh, and and. Arthur, 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 Brazilian Arthur, you are gorgeous, and and I don't know how it came that it's on Pornhub, but girl, you have a devout follower for life. <laughs> you are amazing. You are hot, gold hot. medal all the way. You will be our Sudurian forever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that wraps up another edition of Funky Durian. Um, we're going to keep watching the Olympics, we're going to keep Asian spotting, and we're going to keep looking for Sweden nasty durian. That's to... <laughs> right. And, and for those who finally were able to listen to our podcast, thank you very much for downloading them. That's right. And uh, we'll be more conscious now that we actually have listeners. <laughs> Right, we're going, we're trying to keep this short. So we'll we, keep we've heard, short, yes. we have heard that yes, it's it's tough to listen to an entire episode, you know, during your commute or or just you know at the office. And God, it, I know it's it's trust us when we record these, it feels long too. So we're gonna try to keep them short and sweet, and it's not helping that I'm rambling on like this. But right, and then also please email us at funkydurian at gmail.com with any comments or questions. Really, we want to hear from you. That's right. Well, until next time, um, this is Jolly B. And Pan Express. And we'll see you guys later. Ciao. Go Brazil. <laughs> <laughs>